Welcome to The Fix Live. I'm Chris Hinojosa, president of The Fix Live, and to my left we have... Luis Cortez. Alrighty, and let's start off with the news. Luis, what have we got here? I'm holding your delectable iPhone in my hand. I know. <laughs> and I'm realizing that, did you know that this is the number four handset sold in the U.S. today, to this day, the number four? Number four best-selling? Best-selling. That's pretty good. I wonder where my chocolate is. Oh, <laughs> probably not even in the top rankings. <laughs> because uh, I have the older chocolate. I only pay $20 for my phone. That's true. That's true. It was good. It was a good buy. Okay. Uh, on, the, on the spot, you know. It was kind of cool. Impulse when buy. When it first came out. Impulse buy. I, I had Singler. And, and then and, what did they, they come out with? Trouble. They came out with the white chocolate, yeah. mint chocolate. They should come out with like a... Like a chocolate chip cookie dough. Man, <laughs> I'll bite into that really quickly. <laughs> I would. Um, <laughs> yeah, all that good stuff. But um, diverging from your 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 delectable and delicious iPhone, which doesn't have like a chocolate name, you can't bite into your phone. Just eyeish. Um, <laughs> funny news. Uh, Microsoft uh, is deciding to buy twenty companies for the next five years of web. 2.0 companies. They're trying to buy 20 Web 2.0 companies yeah. over the next five years? Yeah. Each year? Yep. Absolutely. Hey, Chris, you, you know you know what Mama was telling me when I get older? If what, you can't, what's that? If you can't win a battle, you can always buy people out. You can't beat them. I guess my mom's been talking to them. Yeah, uh, probably. Oh, my gosh. 20 that's, that's a year ridiculous. for the next five years. That's ridiculous. And 2012, if I'm doing the math right, we had all seven, 2005, yeah, 2000, no, that's six years, isn't it? No, that's five years. Yeah, that's five Man, years. Man, I need to go by back to math class. By the end of 2012, they should have a hundred companies. A hundred. And that's, and that's if they decide to only buy 20 a year because. Okay, what does the story say? The story says Steve Ballmer showed up at Thursday's morning session on the, uh, of the Web 2.0 Summit, ready to talk about acquisitions. Starbucks cup in the hand, plug in, you know. You gotta go to Starbucks, get yourself a like strawberry frappuccino. <laughs> We're doing free commercials. Starbucks, if you wanna pay us, send the money our way. Actually, they may be, but uh, <laughs> anywho. Oh, really? Yeah, Good. We're, we're trying to get sponsorship. Uh, Microsoft chief executive. To, and you know, this comes to a surprise to me. I thought. When I think Microsoft, I think Bill Gates. Well, everybody thinks Bill Gates. I mean, Gates. I don't even think I don't even think of the, the other owner. I mean, I know the other owner. I don't know him personally, but I know of him. The guy who owns the Timberwolves, or not the Timberwolves, the Blazers. Right. Uh, Steve Allen. Patrick Allen, right? Is that yeah. what his name is? Patrick I so. Allen? I think so. Yeah, um, he's never really important. He just got money. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, everybody thinks uh, Bill Gates when, when you think uh, Microsoft, just because he's been the public face of Microsoft for the longest time. Uh, he, you know, he was the CEO for the longest time, and now you've got somebody like uh, Steve, Steve Ballmer. It says it's almost embarrassing to even have as a CEO, but that's just my personal opinion. Microsoft is ready to buy twenty companies a year consistently for the that's, next five years. That's pretty ridiculous, I think. Okay, he, I mean, okay, reading reading the story, I I saw that they want to try and conform these web 2.0 companies to their .NET framework. The problem with that is .NET is just terrible. It's the, the ASPX uh, standard and, and it's just, 
it's not friendly with most browsers. It, uh, it, it, it's harder to develop force. Uh, you know, they're trying to get these Web 2.0 companies to do this when most of the web is not on .NET. Most of the web is doing something easier and lighter than .NET. And that's why you have things like Ruby and Ruby on Rails and Ajax and all these other technologies that are much better well, than we can Well, we can only hope that, that Mr. Dr. Bomber, whatever he wants to be called, I don't, I don't know. What, Steve Bomber. Steve Bomber. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, we hope he's listening to our show when, when, it, when it, it's put on a, um, iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. And he downloads it. Of course, he probably doesn't subscribe to anything on iTunes because he has a Zune. And <laughs> yeah, he probably has an iPod as well. We you may know, not be I, I don't know. He's, he's such a Microsoft shill, he probably doesn't have an iPod. You know, actually, at, at Microsoft, they have a bin. They have a clear plastic bin that says, throw here, throw, trade in your iPod here for a Zoom. And, and people throw their iPods in there. But actually, there was only one iPod, and it was a really old iPod. And then there was like an empty pop bottle in there and some, some other garbage. So that just shows you that people at Microsoft don't all have Zooms because a couple of years ago, there was a memo sent out uh, to all the Microsoft employees that says, stop bringing your iPods to work. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm quite serious. This oh is, my gosh. That's stupid, by yeah, the way. I'm sorry. That's um, whatever. But anyway, let's, uh, let, let's just cover this right here. And now Web 2.0 is here to stay. And no matter what Microsoft does to try and entice companies, whether they bend to Microsoft or not, Web 2.0 will always be ahead of the old .NET framework, and it's never gonna it's never gonna take. It's never gonna take. I'm interested to see how this pans out. Hopefully, hopefully he does listen to us. I mean, even though it's on iTunes or whatever, maybe maybe we can maybe it gets put on the net somehow. You know, somebody downloads it and uploads us into BearShare or something, and you know, and <laughs> I don't support BearShare whatsoever, but. If they do, they do. I mean, and he gets a hold of us or, you know, somebody who works for Microsoft. Are you saying Steve Ballmer looks on BearShare? Probably. <laughs> probably. No, he, uh, he goes to the Urge store to buy his music. Well, wherever he goes to he buy He probably doesn't music. even believe in podcasts. But anyway, well, enough about Steve Ballmer. We'll be back after a two-minute break. And we're back with a crash course. What do you got for us, Lewis? Well, I was I was looking at the Tyra Banks show the other day. You can go ahead and laugh at me. Tyra Banks. I was listening. And I'm laughing on the inside. Well, really am. it was a really, really, really good show because it talked about phones being hacked. Okay. Yeah, phones that's, be, that's possible. Phones being hacked. How a family was being stalked by a caller who would let them know where they were at and what they were doing and really? telling them what they were wearing. That's that's pretty creepy. Yes. Her advice to the audience was, if your phone doesn't do what my chocolate does, how my chocolate slides up, the camera's already in the inside, you might want to cover up your, your little camera, if you have a camera in your phone. Really? With a business card. Mm -hmm. or something that's really thick, something like duct tape, or something that won't damage the screen of the camera, but it so won't even allow- So like scotch tape to it, blur yeah, everything. It won't allow frequency, it won't allow pictures to be 
still images to be taken because it right. does happen. It's a new type of crime that's out. Really? I mean, I, I'm a criminal justice major, which is the only reason why I was probably watching the Tyra Banks show. I don't watch it on a normal, on a normal basis. <laughs> okay. You can laugh at me. I mean, I everybody you. out there can laugh at me. I'm a big guy from New York watching the Tyra Banks show. Right. It's, right. it's funny. But it was a really good it was a really good show that really intrigued me. It was about camera crimes. It was you know It's pretty interesting. Always and ladies, this ladies this especially goes for you. The ladies who are listening to us. I wouldn't want this done to my sister, to my mother, to any of my family members mm-hmm. at all. So I would I would personally when I, my mom's phone is a, she I bought her a, I bought her a sidekick, her sidekick, the camera goes down. My sister, I haven't built her a phone yet. She doesn't deserve one yet. I'm right. joking. But <laughs> but she doesn't have one yet. I, I haven't built her one yet. Okay. But ladies that have cameras, also gentlemen, they can hack into your phone. Remember, your phone is how, a computer. How does this work? They couldn't explain it. However, the first person who got hacked... I, I've seen other phones hacked in, in a demonstration how they do it through Bluetooth. Yeah. The daughter, it's a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. Her phone was the first one hacked. Okay. So the FBI is blaming her for all this, saying it's her who's doing it, and she's not doing it. She's getting scared herself. Really? The guy would text her, and he would hack into her phone and send out messages to all her friends. Really? Yeah. And, like, and they'll text her back and, like, what was that for? And she'll be like, I didn't say anything. I don't have any text messages going on my phone. Mm. And it's getting to a point where even her friends are being stalked. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So let's not forget your your phone is a device. It is pers- it's an it's a it's a personal computer because you carry it with you anywhere everywhere. Mm-hmm. Espe- especially an iPhone. Yeah. An iPhone is 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 the new all in one. Lead us to our third story in a few minutes. It's it's an all in one. Yeah. So Main thing is to cover up your thing. If you feel your phone's been hacked, call your company. Cover up the camera, right? Cover up the camera. Okay. Call your company. Tell your company. You know, call your local police department and let them know what's going on because they're there to serve you and protect you. Right. It's a new crime and everybody should be on the lookout for it now. Yeah. Because it's going to get more and more. People are going to get happy. It's copycats. Exactly. You know, crazy people. And I, I saw a demonstration of somebody actually hacking... Uh, a phone with Bluetooth um, uh, s- several several uh, yards away. I, c- I can't remember the distance. It was it was quite a ways away. Uh, the distance between the phone and then the laptop using Bluetooth because uh, they actually uh, kind of hacked the computer physically and got an antenna to position the Bluetooth so they could because Bluetooth, as you know, all the passwords are zero 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 zero. Well, yeah, not just that, but like Bluetooth can only do a 30 foot range. But when they hooked up the antenna, it shot it to like almost a mile. That's how, yeah, that's how crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, if you cannot see my face, my jaw is dropped. Yeah, he he, he was just like, what? (laughs) We might even take a picture of that, or somebody else might. But, (laughs) um,. Like, honestly, they, they were pointing it at somebody's cell phone. And this was somebody who knew that their phone was going to get hacked because it was part of the demonstration. But somebody was, uh, you know, sitting on a bridge with, uh, with the uh, computer and the Bluetooth antenna, and somebody was sitting down on a bench in a park. 
you know, just to show that when you have the Bluetooth on on your phone, then they can hack it and then they, uh, they extracted all of the address book contacts and it came up in a CSV format, which is comma separated value. You can enter that into like an Outlook or Mail or Thunderbird or put it on Yahoo as CSV and start emailing people and calling people, doing anything you want to once you have those address book contacts. That's so insane. this is, this is to show the people out there that that cell that was, crime and that, that was like five years ago that they could do that. Imagine what they can do now. Exactly. Because phones are starting to get Wi-Fi, especially the iPhone, which will lead us to our third story here, which is uh, February. Steve Jobs has announced that there will be an iPhone SDK for developers to develop third-party applications. This is kind of what people have been trying to do now. And Apple's been blocking them. Exactly. It's and like Apple I want to write. It it's like I want to write an application from an iPhone, and it's like that's great but you can't do that now because of security issues. And people are like, there isn't any security issues with the phone. Not true, not true. Apple is trying to take as many precautions as they can to make sure that you don't get hacked or anything like this. And it's even worse with a third-party app on an operating system that is the same as running on my laptop because I've got Mac OS X on my laptop, I've got Mac OS X on my phone. So, you know, when you write a third-party app on here, like, let's say, a mobile version of Microsoft Office, then the, the possibilities are endless for hackers to get into my phone through Wi-Fi, through the Internet, through anything like that, and then just somehow manipulate my phone the way I don't want it to be. And I believe that Apple wants to maintain their reputation of not being hacked and not being a virus, a virus, a being a virus-free, like almost virus free company. I mean, I've exactly. never been hacked. I don't think I, I've never been hacked. I, I don't I, it's very it's, it's very very, very safe. possible. It's very it's very un, impossible. Uh, there there has been a Trojan, but the, there was only one Trojan ever for the Mac, you know. Then there was and, and I believe been viruses like for that. the old operating systems. There's been a a couple of uh, you know, in, internal viruses and testing situations for Mac OS 10, but nothing that's really leaked out into the wild, you know. Now, uh, what, what kind of actions are, are is Apple taking against these people who are actually hacking into their into their computers? Are, are they, well, are they you, like you, punishing them? You really Cuz I know that's not only hacking into Apple, that's hacking Well, into like AT&T. I said it was it was internal stuff. So that you know, really didn't happen out in the wild. You know, that wasn't a widespread thing. Otherwise, I would have probably, you and I would have probably been affected by that. So Not me, I have a chocolate, remember? I'm talking about, oh, you're talking about the phone. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the computer, but, um, well, you know. Well, that's no, computers and yeah. the beast. Well, no, no, no viruses have come out for the iPhone yet. You know, because the iPhone runs Mac OS X, just like a Mac. So... Mm-hmm. I'm not. We I'm not talking them. about viruses. I'm talking about the illegal. The illegal hacking. Hacking's illegal. Hacking's oh, you mean? Ha- okay, so hacking's hacking. a crime. What kind of what kind of reputate or repercussions? Is that what the word I'm looking for? Um, <coughs> well, they're they're kind of sending a strong message to to them. Stop it now, or you're gonna get busted. Well, but the way that they're doing that is with the update to the iPhone. If if you like seriously hacked your iPhone out and, and pimped it out with like applications and 
all, all that oh, other stuff. Oh, people taking their own phones made, and doing it, their own phones. It, it made your iPhone a brick. You can't use your your iPhone anymore because you just messed with the whole thing. And with the update, it made it a brick. People are actually unbreak unbreaking that brick brick. Uh, slowly but surely, yes. Um, it it really depends. So the main thing is, don't try and hack your phone. Just wait till February, get the SDK, and start developing some really good apps. Until then, don't risk making now, do your you iPhone know any, a brick. Do you know what any of the apps offhead that they may may that are illegal now, not, not maybe not illegal now, but not wanted now. That are gonna be, are gonna be great apps that people can download in the future. I have not heard of a confirmed, um, SDK app that some somebody's gonna make. But I can make predictions that there's gonna be a mobile version of, probably like TextEdit or something like that. What's TextEdit? It's an application on the Mac. It comes with your Mac. It's like a, it's like Notepad on Windows. It's a little more powerful, but it's not as powerful as something like Pages or Microsoft Word. So, but I imagine there would be a mobile version of Microsoft Word, Excel, uh, possibly PowerPoint. I don't know. Um, That'd be sweet. Yeah, there might be a mobile version of Firefox, uh, which we'll get to Firefox in uh, in a little bit. Um, well, yeah, Firefox is developing their own mobile version for anybody not only for the iphone but it's for anybody i can anybody. i can put my monzilla firefox on my phone if yeah I want so to that that would be interesting so anywho uh the i mobile version of i mean you name it there's there's probably going to be a mobile version of a nintendo emulator on there because you can do they already have that sweet they already have that but it's sweet. it's a hacked application oh. so I imagine they would continue to develop it once they get the SDK. Can I borrow, so. your, can I borrow your cell phone? <laughs> right. I, I'm just going to run to the bathroom real quick. All right, so well, I was talking about Firefox, uh, which leads us to the download of the day, which is... Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have Firefox running on your Windows right now, you should stop what you're listening to for two seconds, go to the Mozilla website, download Firefox, and then play us again. Go ahead and do it. All right, two seconds out. And if you oh. don't know where to do that, you go to mozilla.com, M-O-Z-I-L-L-A.com. Yeah. When you do that, you're gonna wanna look at the applications you can add to that great web browser. Yeah, which is... Um, Adblock Plus. Yeah, it's called an add-on. It's an add-on that, that basically all you gotta do is type in Mozilla add-on once you once you open it and mm -hmm. it'll open it up and it'll actually it'll give you the top ten. This one is on the top ten. I believe it is. It, it was on the top twenty when I downloaded it. Okay. So and if it hope, isn't, you can still search for it. If it isn't, you can it. just search for it. It's yeah. AdBlock Plus. As anyone here, it's only me and Chris. Me <laughs> and Chris. So not really if anyone here, but all of my friends, I know they personally get sick and tired mm -hmm. of of Looking the ads stupid ads the ad, the true ads that are on MySpace all the stupid ads that are on MySpace get me irritated I was in class one day looking up my MySpace whoa hold on you were looking at MySpace in class yes yes I I, uh, I admit <laughs> I was looking at MySpace in class if any of his professors are listening you can have a talk with Lewis after well, class. Well, well, no, my professor knows because my WebSense went off. 
Oh, okay. See, okay. So we have something here at Southeastern, like a lot of other colleges, called WebSense. And we, when you have an ad that has some inappropriate material in it or anything to do with that, in my black, WebSense, black and black, it, some are black and white, and some are red and yellow. The red and yellow means sex. Yeah, and black and white means like you know uh, hacking or something like that. But when the red and Gambling. yellow ones go off. That means an alarm goes off yes. through your speakers. Yes. So it's like, and it's I have really a, I have an Apple. <coughs> I mean, my speakers are not loud on a normal basis, but when you're in the middle of class and nobody's making a sound except for the teacher speaking, your speakers can go really, really loud. Did you know that? And everybody's gonna look at you. And I sit in the first row, oh. so everybody from the oh, rows Lord. behind me were like, "You got WebSense," and I was like, "Oh my gosh." Thankfully, class ended two minutes later. So it was like I went to it right at the end of class. Mm-hmm. Well, he usually lets us out at. Right. Us out. So I was expecting a message, and I get websites. Well, this program gets rid of the possibilities of that ever happening. Which is good. Which is the best thing ever. Which is the only reason why I don't use Safari right now. Because Adblock Plus. Well, there is actually a little thing for Safari to get rid of ads. You haven't told me about that. You don't love me that much. I see how it is, Chris. <laughs> and actually, you don't even have to install an add-on. You just take oh, a little man. thing called uh, adblocking.css, and you put it on your computer, and then you tell Safari to look for this little CSS style sheet, and then it gets rid of the ads. But um, you know, the if ads? you're running Firefox, because, I mean, you can run Safari on Windows, too, but I don't suggest running Safari on Windows. And As of yet. Not not yet, not yet. anyway. Because it's, it's still a, in the beta. Yeah, it's it's still a good browser. I mean, Firefox and Safari are both really good browsers, but here's why I would not run Safari on Windows. And it's because I tested it out on five or six different machines and all had different results. They were all Windows XP Service Pack 2. One would not even, like, open up because it would crash every time it opened up. The second one, it would crash sometimes. And then... The third one ran really fast. It actually ran faster than Firefox. And then the fourth one was, you know, slow, but it still ran. And then the fifth one, it just constantly crashed. So it's not consistent across Windows machines. So if you want to run it, that's cool, but, you know, good luck to you. I would run Firefox because it's an established Windows browser. There you go, bottom line. And if you're running Firefox and you do not have Adblock Plus yet, you can get it. And there's also a whole bunch of other features where you can trick out your the way your browser looks. Yeah, so, which is, again, add-ons, uh, themes, skins. You know, there's a whole lot there to offer. Just try not to run too much because it is, however, really easy for Firefox to get bloated and weighted down, and then it can go really slow. So. The main thing is try and keep Firefox running light. That's the one thing I do think Safari has over Firefox is that, I mean, yeah, people say, oh, Safari isn't that great because you can't have add-ons or skins or anything like that. Well, that makes sure that Safari runs light and faster, and that's why it is faster than Firefox, at least on the Mac and sometimes on the PC. But anyway, if you have Firefox, whether you're on the Mac, Linux, or Windows, download Adblock Plus. You'll love it. All right, so let's go to our site of the night, uh, which is kind of web-related again. 
which is uh, delicious. delicious. And it's not delicious.com. It's not delicious.org. It is actually D-E-L dot I-C-I-O dot U-S. It's a dot U-S domain name. So it's kind of tricky like that, but it was really cool how they kind of spelled it out, which is, I think it's creative. But anyway, what is delicious? Well, first of all, it's delicious in the sense of it works very well. And its purpose is to have social, not social, but um, online bookmarking. Well, it's kind of like social bookmarking because other people can look at it as well. But online bookmarking. So instead of saving your bookmarks to your machine, which, I mean, you should still kind of do, I would also save them to the web so that you can actually go from computer to computer. No matter where you're at, you can sign into your Delicious and then look at all of your bookmarks that you saved in Delicious, which is really cool. Because let's say, what if your computer crashes or your hard drive fails or something like that? You still got your bookmarks saved in Delicious, and that's Delicious. Like your iPhone. Just like my iPhone. All right, let's take a two-minute break, and we'll be back with the topic of the week, file sharing and peer-to-peer, here on The Fix. Live. Welcome back to The Fix Live with the topic of the week, file sharing and peer-to-peer. So, Lewis, tell me, have you ever, you know, Shared files online? No, I never shared them. I always took them. First, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, I knew one of the persons who was getting sued personally. Like, she was in, like, not in my immediate family, but she was, like, my aunt's neighbor. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as I seen her picture in the paper, um, I stopped sharing files, which was, like, day after that I started like getting the beer share and the Morpheus and all that nonsense the Napster you know mm-hmm. when all that was around I mean they're probably still around just probably with different names and different people in charge of them actually they uh, they have the same names well, do they? But, but Napster you have to pay for yeah Napster Napster the guy it's got a smart. legitimate music service but, they, but somebody bought them out right uh, yeah I can't remember who it was but it was somebody else yeah Anywho, um... But, yeah, I've never shared files ever since that time. I probably shared it for, like, a week or two. So you have at but, one point. But, yes, there. but <coughs> I was told to actually take my files and take all the, the shared files, you know, and take mm-hmm. them out and just throw them away and then save everything to my desktop. Mm-hmm. Now, when you were doing that, were you at all aware that this was a highly illegal activity? Well, as I said, um, like, two seconds ago... One of, the, one of the persons I know was actually, she got in trouble for downloading. Yeah, like, but before that, before seeing her picture in the paper, did you know? No, not at all. So you didn't know not that you all. were doing something wrong? No, I, I just thought it was just, you know, listening to music. Something that you did, right. Listen to music. It hurt my feelings when I found out it was illegal. Mm-hmm. I wanted to cry. Okay, don't, don't cry, Louis. Don't cry. Uh-oh. <laughs> we might have to take another two-minute break. Yeah, you can go ahead. <laughs> It'll be all right. Uh, no. Well, Lewis, if you weren't a cr- criminal justice major, you should have been a theater major because you can act. No, I'm kidding. But, um, <laughs> but uh, no, but seriously, a, a lot of people that I've spoken with do not realize 
or did not realize that what they were doing was wrong. They're like, well, I bought LimeWire Pro, and it's like, but that doesn't mean anything. Just because you bought the version that doesn't give you ads doesn't make it right that you're, you know, downloading music and movies and stuff that has a copyright on it. Now, I bring that up because a lot of people kind of get scared of the whole downloading thing because of the re all the recent news, and they don't understand that downloading music, that, that's too broad of a topic. Downloading music illegally is more narrow. And then downloading music legally is another narrow uh, avenue to go down. So how can you download music legally? Well, one, you can, of course, go and buy it off of like an online music store like the iTunes store, Urge. Uh, from is Urge what? Is, it Urge is what? You do with Microsoft. Microsoft. Uh, you've got, uh, well, the MSN Music Store went away because that's what Urge does now. Um, you get the Am Amazon has one, Vcast, exactly. So all this stuff, this is stuff that you pay for and you download and that becomes your music. Uh, Napster, now you can do that. Uh, you can actually subscribe to that or you can just pay 99 cents for a song, which is great. How much is the subscription? Um, it's like 15 bucks a month, but once you stop paying, the music stops playing. So renting your music is really stupid, but we're not going to get into that. You can also download music for free legally if, it's not, if it does not have a copyright on it or if it's royalty free. Let's say my buddy has a band. Okay. And my buddy isn't officially signed to a label. Okay. But whatever he, well, all his music is copyright. He copyrights it. Let's say he gives me a burnt CD. Is that illegal? Um, that's a good question. Because he owns the copyrighted to it, and he's the one giving me the illegal copy. I, I know. I, I know that that also involves CDs, right? CDs are illegal. Burnt CDs are illegal. Technically, but then you've got the part in there that talks about fair use, which technically would allow you to burn CDs because what about make money off them because you make know, money off them that's different because in that's New York illegal, that's illegal in New York like on every street corner like that's illegal like anyway McDonald's so. and Starbucks go simultaneously <coughs> in between the McDonald's and Starbucks there's this little little guy or little lady on the corner saying five dollars five dollars five dollars mm -hmm. I give you anything you want five dollars you know, it'd be the movies that haven't even come out yet. And she's like, talking about CDs. CDs, movies. Yeah. It used to be tapes. Tapes used to be three dollars, but right, who right. uses tapes anymore? Right. But <laughs> three, five dollars for CDs for right. DVDs. And it's and probably stuff. Like, like copied. Oh and, wow! You know, they they scan the album art and then reprint it. You know, so absolutely. It's, and it, it, it's absolutely. all it's all just a bunch of like, uh, it's all just a big joke. You know, but you know, in reality, it's not a joke because that's stolen. You know, um, so that that's yeah, that's another good example of illegally obtained music. So or media. Back to my friend. What if, what if my friend gives me a copy of his CD? Of his CD? I believe if he holds the copyright, then he is able to you know give you that. Distribute it. Like exactly. Um, and actually, if he holds the copyright to it, I'm pretty sure he's able to upload it and uh, distribute that freely on the internet if he so chooses. Um, but if we go back to royalty-free music, uh, there's no uh, nobody gets royalties off of it. It does not have a copyright on it. That means you can use it uh, in just about any situation that you want to. 
which is really great because there's a lot of really great royalty-free music, and one of those websites is uh, freeplaymusic.com. And that's something that I use a lot for uh, sometimes podcast intros or inserts here and there. Uh, one of like the, the little seven second clip at the beginning of the fixed live is from Free Play Music. So that's really so cool. whoever created it, thank you very much. We appreciate you. Exactly. <laughs> so there's a lot of really good uses for royalty free music, um, and there's a lot of really good uses for things like LimeWire and. Kazat and stuff like that because peer-to-peer sharing is is not illegal if you're sharing something that does not have a copyright on it and it's right. in the public domain. And let's not let's not only think that it deals with music. This deals with programs such as yes, such as Photoshop three, you know, Photoshop CS three. But what or if you're sharing an update? Like, okay, let's say you have a program and I developed it and it's open source and I made it free. I don't charge for it. What if I need to release the new version and my web server can't handle it that well? So I put it on LimeWire and that's that helps share that, it around that's fine. faster downloads. That's legal. I'm not it's breaking fine. the law in any such way. As long as it doesn't have a copyright, we have to no we have to stress that no, no charge. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily only music. It <coughs> it deals with anything that the, that has a copyright on it. It's like what if I'm doing a high definition podcast and it's way too intensive on the server to pass around that way? I put it on like LimeWire or whatever because that's you know one of the more popular ones, and then I can pass around the HD video. LimeWire is even on Facebook now. Did you know that? I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. It's a lawnmower application on Facebook. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. And MySpace is actually getting applications now. That's interesting. Yeah. We won't go too much into that, but that that is very interesting. Um, high definition video well, video files are always bigger than music files, you know, so or audio files rather. So it's harder to pass around <coughs> HD video if you're not doing it through something like. Limeware, where you can publicly share that very easily and very quickly. So there are legitimate uses for uh, peer-to-peer file sharing, but that doesn't happen too much. <laughs> the thing that happens more than than often is illegal uses, and that's that's something that just needs to be diminished. Now let's not only go to those to those sites. What about sites that like give me like lyrics and stuff? Is that legal? Um, lyrics, I believe, I think that it is legal. Lyrics and, and, and notes well, and stuff. Well, see, there's, there's, there's different, there's little technicalities. Um, I think if you search for the lyrics, that's fine. But um, depending on whether sites can put them up there or not is, I, I'm, I'm not too sure about. Because I, I did go to a, a little seminar where somebody was talking about, and this is what we're going to talk about now, which is CCLI, which is Christian Copyright License International or Incorporated. Either. I, I'm not yeah, sure. I, I can't remember what. I think it's international, but I, could, I can't remember what the I is, but it's Christian Copyright License, whatever. CCLI. Uh, I went to a, a conference where this guy was talking about the importance of having CCLI and... Uh, you know that helps cover your church you know playing music playing uh, movies um, you know showing that publicly in church um, and also displaying lyrics to songs on a projector 
you need a CCLI license to do that. You also need a CCL license, uh, CCLI license to uh, photocopy um, chord, uh, chord charts, lyric charts, uh, sheet music for your worship music legally, at church. Legally, you need a, a course license. Yes, legally you need that. Otherwise, you're doing that and breaking the law. Now, is that a law that, that a bunch of Christian artists came up with and that, you know, they didn't want their <coughs> stuff to be distributed? Because I'm not, I'm personally no, not that's sure. A, that, was a law before, church, that was a law before that. Okay. CCLI helps churches to do this easily so that they don't have to go through a bunch of, like, ridiculous, you know, paperwork or a bunch of steps. CCLI makes it easy for that church. And the guy who was talking said... You know, even if you go to like McDonald's and, you know, see your buddy there and, and be like, hey, I just found this great song by Matt Redmond. And it's like, here, let me write it down. If you write the lyrics down on a napkin, you're breaking copyright. That's violating. Unless you have CCLI. Uh, that or any sort of permission. You need to get permission from the artist somehow to even write down the lyrics on a napkin. What if you just give him the CD album cover that has the liner notes in it? Well, that's that's not breaking the law because that that was done by the publishing, the whoever you know distributed the CD. You know they they did the ins, the insert or whatever. It's got the lyrics on there. If you want to show it to your friend, that's fine. That's not breaking the law in any way. But so, but if you if you write it down, if you copy it somehow. Now, how much does something like this cost? Because I, I would imagine it costs like $6,000, $8,000. It actually depends on your church size. So you can go to CCLI's website, uh, look at their pricing options, find out what it's going to cost for your church. And this is an enhanced podcast, so we can probably do a still shot at this, of the site, right? Yeah, and then you can click on it to actually go to the website. So okay. It's very so good we'll have that. that on there for you. <coughs> exactly. All right, moving on to our Mac Minute. Um, and this is, this kind of goes for more than just Macs, but um, on your Mac, if you go up to the top bar and look at your Bluetooth icon, look at your airport icon, if they're on and you're wondering why your battery's going down so much, well, it's because you have wireless cards turned on on your computer. So if you are using wireless cards, like your Bluetooth or your airport, or something like that. Make sure that you're plugged into a power outlet somehow. And if you're not able to, then try and get what you're doing done as quick as you can. Just because wireless cards eat up so much battery life, and it's it's terrible that it does that. But that's what happens. And if you're not able to do it, and you don't need them, have them off. Exactly. If you're not making use of Bluetooth or uh, you know, wireless 802.11, then please, you know, turn them off. Save yourself some battery power, which is a good thing. So, same thing with your phones. Exactly. iPhone, turn off the Bluetooth, turn off the Wi Fi. Any phone that has Bluetooth, any, always keep yeah, your Bluetooth off unless you're using it. Exactly. For like, that only makes you vulnerable once again to the crimes that may going happen. Going back to our news stories, yes. All right, so. This has been another edition of The Fix Live. I'm Chris Nahosa. And I'm Luis Cortez. And we'll see you next time on The Fix Live. Peace. <laughs> <coughs>